0: This is Retro Sports Radio. Visit RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. look at the White Sox starting lineup, but it's Ralph Gar in left field. Don Kessinger will bat second. He'll be at shortstop. Mike Squires hitting third at first base. Lamar Johnson, the designated hitter, he'll bat cleanup. Eric Soderholm batting fifth and playing at third. Mike Colburn will be doing the catching batting sixth. Claudel Washington in right field batting seventh. Tom Spencer in center field batting eighth. And Greg Fryer at second base, and he'll bat ninth. On the mound, Mike Crowley. He's won three, and he has lost two with an earned run average of 3.37. And he's 0-1 against Kansas City here in 1978. Mike has won two as a starter, one as a reliever, and his two wins as a starter, he's gone the distance. Beating Boston at Fenway Park and beating the Indians. Cleveland last Saturday night other baseball the red-hot Pittsburgh Pirates who have won nine games in a row and have gained seven games on the Phillies in the last 11 days are at Atlanta tonight Burt Flylevin going against Phil DeKrill former White Sox hurler Pete Bukovich, who has the best earned run average of any starter of the National League is pitching for the Cardinals tonight he's 11 and 9 and he's going against Moscow who has won three and lost three American League, Toronto. Well, that ball club has been hot. They swept a the doubleheader from the Tigers last night. They won six in a row. They'll send Baylor Moore in Detroit against Milk Wilcox. And we're all set for baseball as George Brett steps in, hitting 307, five homers and 48 RBIs. Mike Foley in the windup with the first pitch of the ballgame. And it's outside of all. Brett, the leadoff man against the right hander. A couple of games in the American League this afternoon. Texas defeated Minnesota four to one. Right-hander ready. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Jim Sundberg with an extra inning home run. A three-run shot. Provided the game-winning blow is Ferguson Jenkins. Defeated Dave Golds. Texas four, Minnesota one. Foley into the windup. The one-one pitch. Outside and high of all. And Cleveland defeated Milwaukee nine to eight. That game was an eleven-inning affair. The game-winning blow, an Andre Thornton home run, is 26th of the year. Sixto Lefkano hit a grand slammer for Milwaukee, and Alexander hit a three-run homer for Cleveland. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swing a one-hopper over to second. Fire has it as he throws to the outfield grass, and he gets him. And there's one down as Brett grounds out to second, four to 4-3. That Cleveland victory snapped a Milwaukee four-game winning streak. Milwaukee had gone into today's activity six games out of first. And they had a chance to pick up a half a game on the idle Boston Red Sox, but instead lose a half a game, and they're now six and a half back. Hal McCray, the batter, hitting 278, 13 homers, 56 RBIs. That's from the right side, first pitch, one hopper to Kessinger at short. Long throw across, in time, two down. Two up and two down, and when Mr. Proley is on his game, you'll see a lot of ground balls. We've had two already here in the first inning as Pete LeCocq steps in. Pete former cub playing in his first game of this series, batting from the left side. He has not played because the White Sox have sent a couple of left-handers to the mound, Ross Baumgarten and Ken Kravick the last two nights. right hander into the wind-up to the pitch. And it's low of all. Pete was the American League Player of the Month in the month of July. Toronto at Detroit, we told you, is just underway. Those are the only games in the American League, the two this afternoon and the two night games. Here's the pitch low of all. In the National League, there are four games. Pittsburgh at Atlanta, St. Louis at Cincinnati, we gave you the probables. Later tonight, New York will be at San Diego and Philadelphia out at Los Angeles. The Cubs are idle. Here's the 2-0 pitchers. A swing and a foul tip at the feet of the catcher. The Cubs will be opening up the series at Cincinnati. They've now lost three in a row in five of their last six ball games. Kansas City Royals leading the American League West by one percentage point. As California won last night, defeating the Yankees six to three. Right hander ready, the 2 1 pitch, swinging a base hit to left. Got a hold of a pitch on the outside part of the plate, and the left hander singled between short and third. And the Royals have a runner at first with two outs. Both, despite the fact the White Sox beat Kansas City last night, both the Royals and California have been playing fairly even of late. Kansas City's won three of their last four, and California's won four of their last five. How many games the Royals have left with California, if any? Yep, they got some up in September. Al Collins hitting 285 homers, 53 RBIs, I believe we told you. And the first pitch to break the ball low, ball one. And it was also inside. See, so here in the month of August,
1: the
0: remaining games the Royals will play Texas three over the weekend in Kansas City, then the White Sox. To will go into Kansas City for three. Here's the pitch swing on this. In September, the Royals are out in California for four games. And then California goes to Kansas City for three. That's seven games in a period of about ten days that they play each other from the 8th of September to the 17th. Those will be big series. One ball and a strike. Right-hander delivers. Here's the pitch. Swing and a foul. So he's ahead of them, one and two. The three games that the Royals have left with Texas and the three with the White Sox are their final games. Against those two clubs this year, the White Sox will complete play against the Eastern Division with three games this weekend against Cleveland. Right-hander ready. Here's the one-two pitch. Swinging the grounder to second base hit. Lecoq stops at second as Washington charges the ball with a right-handed hitter. A fire was played way over. But Collins goes to the opposite field and singles. Lacock holding up at second. Both of the hits by Lecoq and by Collins have been on pitches about waist high on the outside part of the plate, and they just slapped to the opposite field. Now the batter is Gerald Porter, the catcher, hitting 279 homers and 55 RBIs. The Royals have not completed play against the East. They have three more with Detroit. But the White Sox have very little success with. Kansas City has played them about even. The big thing about the Royals, they have a lot of home games. 16 of their last 21 will be at home. Against the likes of you know, well, they got Milwaukee too. That's late. They got Milwaukee. They got Minnesota, Seattle, Oakland, California. Here's a pitch, swinging a grounder to second. Fire to his right has it tipped to the shortstop for the forced out at second, and that retires the side as Collins is forced out. In the inning, no runs, two hits, no errors, two men left down. So, at the end of a half inning, a play here at Tomski Park. The Chicago White Sox coming to bat the bottom of the first, there's no score. Takes them on and begins his one-up tosses to face Ralph Yar, Don Kessinger, and Mike Squires. Swidor making his 31st appearance of the year in his 30th start. This will be his fourth start against the White Sox. He got credit for a 13-2 Kansas City victory against the Sox in Kansas City on the 4th of June. But then he got hammered here, 11 to nothing in the second game of a doubleheader on June the 18th. But then he came right back in Kansas City on the 8th of August and won 10-4. So whenever he has faced the White Sox, there's been a lot of scoring. In the three games that he has pitched, 15 runs were scored in one game, 11 in another, all by the White Sox, and 14 in another. The first pitch to Ralph Gar is fouled off. Ralph hitting 281, three homers, 27 RBIs. Kansas City pitchers in the last five games have gone the distance three times. They've been getting some good efforts out of their starters. Here's the pitch high and inside of all. Squidorf has an earned run average of four against the White Sox this year. In 18 innings, he's allowed eight earned runs. Here's the 1-1 pitch way inside of all. Backs him off. He's 2-1 against the White Sox this year, 17-11 and 11 against the White Sox throughout his career. He did not have a record against them last year. Here's the pitch. Swing a fly ball to left. Clint Hurdle playing near the line is there, and he's got it in fair territory. And there's one down. And the batter with a switch-hitting shortstop, Don Kessinger, hitting 266 with a homer and 25 RBIs. Defensively for Kansas City, Pete Lecock is at first, Frank White at second, Freddie Patek at short, and George Brett at third with Daryl Porter doing the catching. Clint Hurdle in left field, Amos Otis in center, and Al Collins in right. Kessinger batting from the right side against Sklidorf. White Sox have won six, lost five against the Royals. This is the rubber match, not only of this series and the first pitch is a strike, as the White Sox won last night after the Royals won on Tuesday night, but it is also the rubber match of the season series here at Comiskey Park. Here's the pitch. Sox having 1-3 and the Royals having 1-3, and the pitch was high of all. Splitorf delivers the 1-1 delivery. Swinging a looper to right, it might drop, it will. A base hit. Kessinger goes to the opposite field with a single, and the White Sox have a runner at first with one out. Quiddorff with an earned run average of 3.32. He has struck out 58 in 203 innings and walked 39. Second high of the club in home runs allowed, 17. Dennis Leonard has given up 23. So the batter is Mike Squires. Youngster has hit successfully in nine of his last 11 ballgames, hitting 359 with seven RBIs and a... Flings on a big breaking pitch and misses. Strike one. Toronto and Detroit, no score at the end of one. It's the only other game in the American League going on right now. Left hander ready, here's the pitch. And it's slider misses outside. Evens it up, one and one. Outfield. Wayne Squires almost straight away. Center fielder shaded just a hair into right center. Here's the pitch fastball, swing and a miss. They got Kessinger off the bag, a throw to first. He is out. Kessinger was caught halfway between first and second. Tony LaRusa arguing with Brett Koss, the umpire at first. Kessinger did not argue. And he is out. Two to three as he was picked off. Apparently the hit-and-run was on, and Kessinger stopped when Squires missed. So he is picked off. Two to three. Left-hander ready. Here's the one-two pitch. Outside the ball. Here's the two-two delivery. Swing and a miss, struck him off, the inning is over. No run, one hit, one man left on. With the end of one complete inning of play here at Comiskey Park, White Sox nothing royals nothing. Warren Brown back at Comiskey Park, No, Chessinger was caught coming back to first, it goes down as a caught stealing. If you're keeping score with us, as he was thrown out from Porter to Lecocq. Hurdle will lead it off for Kansas City here in the second inning. No score in the ballgame. He'll be followed by Amos Otis and Freddie Potten. Our greetings tonight to George Macris of Carroll Hicks Chevrolet. George is our Chevrolet salesman of the day. Francis Enderman and the gang from Consolidated Freightways up in the skybox tonight. DeLong and Friends in one of the bullpens along with John Seward and friends, in the other bullpen tonight. Hurdle, Left-handed hitting rookie outfielder, hitting 269. Six homers, 53 RBIs. Goes after the first pitch. Wants the fly ball deep to right field. Curving, curving. It is a foul ball. He got a hold of a bully pitch. Came within about five feet of hitting that foul pole down there, and there's one strike in the batter. Well, former cup, Paul Russell going to start against the White Sox. In this next series against Cleveland, here's the pitch, and it's a strike. Russell started the other night, did a good job, but the Indians lost the ball game. He'll be making his second American League start this weekend. Here's a swing and a grounder foul to the right side. Indians will be in here tomorrow night. Francisco Barrios goes against our old nemesis, Rick Waits. Saturday, Steve Stone will take on David Clyde. And Sunday, Ross Baumgarten in an afternoon game will be going against Paul Russell. It'll be the second straight game. Here's the two-strike pitch inside of ball. the second straight game that Baumgart goes against a fellow Illinoisan. He was matched up against Joliet. Larry Gura, the other night, and Paul Russell, Camp Point product, will be pitching against him on Sunday. Right hander ready, here's the pitch, swing of the grounder, foul. Over at first, Squires has it. Steve Moros doing the coaching at first for Kansas City. Chuck Killer over at third, his dad is here tonight from Johnsburg, Illinois, a lot of his friends and relatives. A ball and two strikes. Hurdle with the number nine on his back. Crouches in the box, stands way back in it. Here's the pitch outside of all. Ted Hendry doing the umpiring behind home plate. Totally a little upset. I think he thought he had the corner on that pitch. Hendry has only be worked an in inning, and his shirt is practically completely soaked. Here's the 2-2 delivery. Low inside of all, 3-2. Greg Kosk, umpiring down at first. Jerry Newdecker at second. And George Maloney at third. This is the rubber game of the three-game set. And the rubber game of the series between these two at Comiskey Park. One and one in this series. Three and three for the year here. Here's the pitch swinging a fly ball to left. Ralph Garr comes running in. He's there. And he takes it. And there's one out. So there's one down. And Amos Otis, the batter, hitting 266. 15 homers, 62 RBIs. did a fine job in his last outing. He went the distance, defeating Cleveland 7-1, tossing an 8-hitter. Made that fine outing, you may recall against Boston, We beat them in Fenway Park 4-2. Here's a swing and a miss on the first pitch. But then his second start was against Kansas City. At Kansas City, he had pitched in about 8 or 9 days, and he got walked pretty good at four innings and he absorbed a ten to four beating by the royals so this is his chance to even it up against kansas city took the rosin back that time and patted his right wrist and forearm with him indication that he's perspiring out there pretty good doesn't want to get any Moisture on that ball to slip. There's a swing and a face hit to right. Claudel Washington comes over, has it on a couple of hops, and gets it back into the infield quickly. As Otis goes to the opposite field, singling to right. All three hits that the Royals have had here tonight, they've all gone the other way on Crowley. They haven't tried to pull him. But Brent McCray grounded out, pulling him in the first inning. Porter pulled in it? The- forced a man out, Hurdle hit the other way against him, and now, Otis hitting the other way against him. So Hurdle's ball was a put out by Gar, Freddie Potbeck the batter, here's the pitch to him, and it's lower ball, Potbeck hitting 270, a homer and 40 RBIs. A hot and humid night in Chicago, winds coming out of the southwest going from home plate to center field, breeze of about 8 miles an hour. Cole tosses over to first runner back. White Sox went over the 1,300,000 mark here last night. 1,330,000. Stan corrected. 1,300,000 plus have come out in the ballpark this year. Really a tribute to the Chicago White Sox fans. Here's the pitch of strike. You know the White Sox, despite the fact they're 20 games under 500, have outdrawn the Cubs this year i'm not trying to put down the cubs and their fans by saying that but just an indication how great and loyal the white sox fans have been a million three hundred and four thousand eight hundred and forty three and still about 15 more home games to go including tonight Curley tossed over to first and otis is back amos with the lead right andy ready There he goes, he stops. Here's the pitch, high and inside, backs him off. Two and one. Otis made a break and then stopped. Amos has stolen 22 bases this year. He's been thrown out only five times. Pottek, who's generally been the leader on this club, at the plate here, has stolen 33. Their leader is the rookie, Willie Wilson, 35 stolen bases. Two balls and a strike. Runner at first, one out, we're in the second, no score. Right-hander ready. Runner not going, here's the pitch, swinging a grounder to short. Kessinger has it on the hop, goes to second for one. The relay, not in time. They get the front man, six to four. Otis came in pretty good. Fire got it away, but his throw was the outfield side of first. And Pottek is on with a fielder's choice. So he may be going here. He's got, as I mentioned, 35 stolen bases. Frank White, the batter, made pretty good contact this year. He's hitting 274, four homers, and 35 RBIs. Boy, you talk about a fella progressing with each year. It has been Frank White. He is one of the premier second basemen now in the American League. First saw him in 73 for a while when he was at Omaha. Was a little better in 74. And early out of the stretch. First pitch to White, a pitch out. Runner not going. Then he was up with Kansas City for a little bit in 73. Then he hit 221 for the Royals in 74. 250 at 75, then he had a slump in 76, at 229. Then he came back to hit 245 last year. Now hitting a 274. Swing and a miss. And all that time, his defense has continually improved. But though his batting average fluctuated, his RBI production improved every year. From 5 to 18 to 36 to 46 to 50. Down a little bit this year, 35 with a little over a month ago in the season, but he's been hurt a couple of times. Here's a swing and a base hit to right. Goes to the opposite field. Pottek holds up at second. Every hit here tonight, two in the first and two here in the second have been on opposite field singles. So the Royals have runners at first and second with two out, of George Brett the batter, he grounded out to second his first time up. The reason we make a point of these opposite field singles is the Back to show you what these guys are thinking when they go up there, the majority of them. This is one thing that I don't know if they get enough credit for, is it? Hitting-wise, they've got a good defense. They've got good pitching. Their hitters know what they're doing every time they get up there. Here's the pitch. Swing and they grounded it at first. Brett pulled it. And Crowley takes the put out. Every time they have pulled the ball in the infield, they've ground it out. Every time they've gotten a hit, they've gone the other way with it. But Brett, pulling that ball, he still has that bone problem in his right hand. And that retires the side. In the inning, no runs, two hits, and two men left on. So we go to the bottom of the second. Kansas City nothing, the White Sox nothing. Warren Brown back at Comiskey Park. Lamar Johnson leads it off, and he took the first ball split or a pitch for a strike. Here's the next delivery, and it's inside a ball. Lamar hitting 271. Eight homers and 57 RBIs, that's high in the club, meaning the RBIs, here's the 1-1 pitch, foul back upstairs. You're in tune with WMAQ Radio, Chicago, Illinois. Toronto scored a run in the second, but the Tigers came back with one in the bottom half of their frame. Tied it up, 1-1. Pirates at Atlanta, no score. That game in the bottom of the fourth. Here's the pitch-up high of all. Pirates right now, the hottest team in baseball. Nine straight victories. They gained seven games in the last 11 days. Here's a swing and a miss on the Philadelphia Phillies. Well, that's the second straight strikeout for Splidor. For the batter is Eric Soderholm. Soderholm hitting 251, 16 homers and 46 RBIs. Left-hander ready. Here's the pitch. Swing and a grounder to the left side foul. Paul Splidor went to Quincy College. First two years, then transferred to Morningside in Iowa over at Sioux City after going to high school in Arlington Heights. He's had great success against the White Sox over the years. Here's the one-strike delivery, and it's up high of all. The spectral Bluff real gentleman of the first degree. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Swing and a pop-up on the right side. Pete LeCocq backs up. In fair territory, the first baseman takes it. And they are two down. Fordorf was honored by the Chicago chapter of the Baseball Writers of America this last winter at their banquet. I'm to think the uh, name of the award that he was given. Check it out for you. Mike Colbert, the batter, nobody on and two out. Mike getting 269, no homers and nine RBIs. Here's the pitcher, the swing and a shot to lead left center field. Is going back near the warning track, and he's got it. Right at the edge of the warning track, in extreme left center field. That's been the best ball hit tonight by either club, and it goes as a long out. So it's three up and three down to the second. At the end of two, the White Sox nothing, Kansas City nothing. Warren Brown back at Comiskey Park as we go to the third inning. Mike Crowley will face the number two, three, and four hitters for the Royals. Speaking about that... uh, Award that was given Paul Souders by the Chicago Baseball Writers. It was the Ken Hubbs Award for meritorious service, conduct on and off the field. So it's sort of like the, I guess you'd call it the Lady Bing Award in hockey, the, the gentleman award. Also, you have to have credentials on the field as well as off. In other words, you got to be a winner in both areas, and he certainly is. All right, Hal McCray will lead it off, the designated hitter. He'll be followed by Pete Lecocq and Al Collins. The Royals have gotten four hits off of Crowley, two in each inning. Back to the third, the DA, McCray. Hal McCray grounded out to short his first time up. Jim Galapari from Toluca is here tonight. A bunch of fellas from Joliet along with him, Jim Overwartman, Bob Robinson, Jim Wormer, Herb Toler, Warren Kovarek, and Jim Raul. Here's the pitch, and it's a strike. Outfield, playing him fairly straight away. Spencer in center, shading just a little in left center. Right-hander ready, here's the one-strike pitcher, the swing and a shot to right, and second baseman got it. Fools, he got him. What a play by Fryer going to his right, the bat split in half, one piece went out to Sonnerholm, the ball was to the right of second, Fryer got it, about two, three steps in the outfield grass, and then he threw him out, well they don't have to saw that bat in half to find out if there's any cork in it or not, which they did yesterday, you know, and there wasn't a trace of cork in the grave. bat, he's either Had a good streak or been in a slump without court, but that time split it right in half. Here's the swing of the grounder in the first pitch by Lacock to fire at second, throws him out. Greg going to his left this time, getting on the outfield grass. So two up and two down, and Al Collins, the batter, singles his last time up, as had Lacock. So Proley trying to retire the side in order for the first time tonight. Check with the weather, see what the humidity and temperature. It's pretty hot night. The wind's out of the southwest. We're expecting rain tonight. Here's the pitch inside of all. The call stocks lines are open right now. White Sox will be home tomorrow night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon against Cleveland. Here's the 1-0 pitch, swing and a miss. No, the count even's up one and one. Rowley into the windup. Here's the pitch. Swinging a chopper to short. Kessinger charges, has it up the He just got him. Around the letters is that Paul took a final high hop to him. And it's three up and three down for the first time tonight. Bowley retires the side in order. As we go to the bottom of the third, the White Sox nothing, Kansas City nothing. More Brown back at Comiskey Park as we to the third inning. The White Sox pitching staff now has shut out Kansas City for 17 consecutive innings. Claudio <laughs> Washington, who got the game-winning hit out here last night, will lead it off against Paul Splittorff tomorrow night is back to school night. The first 15,000 school kids getting into the ballpark will get school kids. Pencils, books, pens, etc. Splidorff goes in the lineup and the pitch to Claudel is low of all. Claudel had half the White Sox hits out here last night going three for four and driving in two runs in that eighth inning, getting the game-winning hit. Left-hander ready. Here's the pitch. Here's a swing and a foul out of play. Ken Griffey has just hit a two-run homer off of Pete Bukovic. His eighth of the year in the third. And the Cardinals are leading Cincinnati four to two. Kansas City, or rather Cincinnati, is still batting. Here's the pitch outside of all. Three and one. Pirates Atlanta, no score at the end of five. Claudel leading it off. He followed by Jim Spencer and Greg Fire. Here's a swing and a grounder to second. White to his left has it, and he throws him out. And there's one out here in the third. White Sox have had only one hit off the of split player, originally signed by Kansas City, delivers to Spencer, swinging a grounder, Patek has it at short, oh he just did get Spencer. Red had cut in front of him, couldn't get the ball, thought maybe that might bother Patek a little bit, but it didn't, as the veteran shortstop threw him out. So two up and two down, Spencer hitting 218 with four RBIs, and the batter is Greg Pryor. Pryor, with nobody on and two out last night, triggered that three-run rally in the eighth inning when he singled. Swidorf originally signed on October 24th, 1969, with the Royals, made his first appearance in September of the following year after being at Omaha, where he won 12 games. Here's the pitch. And it's slow ball. He was signed by the Royals, that went to Corning in 68, Omaha in 69 and 70 with the Royals in part of 70. Back to Omaha in 71. Here's the pitch, and it's low. Came up in 71 with the Royals from Omaha and has been in the big leagues ever since. His finest year was 73 when he won 20, lost 11. Completed 12 games. Here's the pitchers, a swinging and a grounder to short. Pottek has it, throws in time, and it's a three up and three down inning again here in the third. So. Whitorf is retired seven in a row. He's faced a minimum nine hitters of the first three innings. innings're at the end of three, I'm Lauren Brown, Harry Carey and Jimmy Pearsall will be along in a minute. It's the White Sox, nothing, the Royals, nothing. Hello again, everybody. Harry Carey and Jimmy Pearsall. We're going now into the top of the fourth of a honey of a ball game, a pitching duel. Nothing, nothing. Now Porter's gonna be leading it off. 12,000 people or so here. White Sox are over to 1,300,000 mark. <laughs> Cleveland Indians will be here tomorrow night. How much school? Back to school,
2: huh, Harry? Boy, I wish it was. Gonna <laughs> give out some things
0: that will help you get started in school, youngsters. The first 15,000 youngsters come into the park tomorrow night with some equipment to help start school off, right? Well, I'd like to be going back to school right now and know what I know now. I don't think I, passed i don't think i've had as much fun <laughs> oh i don't know about that here's porter you know today jimmy he swings he miles off the first pitch. today everybody's that there you go again you know we used to have to sell newspapers and scrub and try to make a buck Hey, how many paper routes did I you have? How many paper routes did you have? I had, uh, but I had a big one right next to a factory. There's a strike call. I sold papers in front of the church every Sunday morning and delivered a hundred. Then I had a paper route in the morning and a paper route at night. And I used to make thirty-two dollars a week. Oh, I used to make more than that. I knew some people. You used to tell the people who worked at the factory if they didn't buy papers for me, they might have trouble. You were lucky you didn't go to school. <laughs> on the ball. I used to get mad on Sunday papers, though, Harry. They're too heavy. The other do oh, was know the ball papers on Sunday. Early. What? Really? <laughs> really? Really? Only a few to I assume the best in the contest to him? No, I don't know. I don't You can do the man. As soon as I went bad, I forgot everything. Consider your day on Sunday. Two strikes and a ball. Tigers leading Toronto four to one in on the fourth. Just beat Minnesota on a three run homer by the Galesburg Flash, Jim Sunberg. Cleveland knows out Milwaukee, nine to eight. That wasn't a of pitching bad. Five and a half games behind, too. they really come a long way, aren't they? Uh, They'll beat today. Yeah. Yeah. There's the pitch running on, way back. Might be out of here. Could be high into the upper deck. And Porter waited for it. Looked like he knew what was going to come. And boy, he really felt it. That's as deep a home run as I've ever seen here in the right field stand. Better than halfway up into the upper deck. Well, that's his 10th home run of the year. And he's come a long way since he played for Milwaukee. He had a lifetime batting average of about 218. And now he's come over here with Charlie Lau. And he's very happy, too, because he calls his own ball game. He feels like he's the leader. One to nothing now, here's Clint Hurdle. Mike Brawley has allowed five hits, one run. Thanks, Bobby. There's a the line drive foul into the right field corner. One strike or nothing. Bob Bertucci handles a bar in the bar room. And Harry would say a charming-looking man. Just gave us a cold can of Skrill's beer. He can't be too bad. Here's the pitch strike call. Two strikes to nothing. A home run by Dow Porter leading off the fourth inning. And boy, Mike Proley was really unhappy. He picked up a handful of dirt, threw it down to the ground. He knew he had made a bad pitch. Here's the pitch a little inside. Colburn, for an appeal to the third base umpire George Maloney, but he said no, he did not swing. St. Louis four, Cincinnati three in the bottom of the fourth.
2: Ball game,
0: one to nothing. Here's the wind, the pitch. Pop fly ought to be caught. Gar is there uh, waiting? and he takes. What well, uh, a Harry Purley's best pitches at hart thinker he's throwing tonight. He's throwing harder than I've seen him throw all year. When they hit him, it's been on that slow breaking stuff. Swarvers so, one away, one in. Amosota's the hitter. The White Sox have already attracted one million three hundred and four thousand eight hundred and forty-three. This is six. Attendance mark for a year in the club history. There's a put swing on by Amos Odaz. Huh? Right two to the center fielder, Spencer, a line drive. That ball sort of fools Spencer a little bit, but he got in all right. So after Porter led off with a terrifically hit a home run. Hurdle and Otis of an easy outs, and here's Freddy Pot i think we ought to check his best as far as to get that ball for cork <laughs> he's corked it out of here or else check the ball for the rabbit <laughs> there's a fast ball open low ball one well i used to be disgusted harry i hit that ball as hard as i could hit it and it just wouldn't go anywhere these guys hit that rabbit see <laughs> one ball no strikes there's a strike call. Having watched you play tennis, I know what you're talking about. Gee, Harry. You say, my oh, well, it's all, it's all in good fun, Cash. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's so hot of your ear you can slap me. There's a putsy try. He started a bunny, pulled back. They appeal to the first base umpire, and he says, no. Greg Kosk is the first base umpire. Jerry Newdecker, the second base umpire. George Maloney, the third base on And Ted Hendry behind the plate. He didn't go after it. Looked like he pulled yeah, back. He pulled back. Hi, Millie. Remember, the Don Kessinger night, Friday night, September the 8th. And a lot of you Cub fans, there's a ground ball hit to the shortstop. Kessinger throws them out. One run, one hit. No way there's nobody left we go now to the bottom of the fourth one to nothing Kansas city say i bet that you two have noticed how much you like beer commercials are everybody claiming to find the most expensive ingredients and the best techniques etc who really cares go by the taste alone. Is it taste good? That's my beer. I bet you're that way too. And if so, you have to admit that Stroh's beer tastes good. Maybe it is the unique fire brewing that does it all. I know if you're a real beer lover. You'll love Stroh's. There's a to cigar. That he missed first base. It looked to me like he's stepped right in the middle of the back I'll tell you one thing that sure hustler to a triple on that ball, and the throw wasn't even close to him. And now Carr, is going Oh, he's all right. I thought something had happened the way he was talking to Bobby Kanap, but he's got a good triple. So the tying run is at third base, nobody out. Here's Kessinger now. The to single the right his first time out. Here's Paul Split off, getting ready. The fifth. Swung on down the right field line. Coming over is Cowan to make the catch. Gah holds up the third. What a horrible throw way up the line. One out. I think Harry White well, Gah held up on that play. There's nobody out. But it would have been a tough throw for Collins because he's off balance. And with the speed of Gar, if I was Gar, I'd have tried. But I guess he figured with nobody out, it was a tough chance. The Cardinals lead Cincinnati 4-3 to three in the fourth. Pittsburgh and Atlanta, no score at the end of six. Bill Squire, now he's paying his first time up. The infield in. Fastball high, outside, ball one. Wasn't it kind of unusual? They were playing back at shortstop for Kessinger that time, giving him the run. Now the stretch by splits off the fence. Right down the middle of fastball for a strike call. A ball and a strike. Now the stretch can feel in. Here's the pitch. Swings and he foul tip, and he had a good cut. A good base runner right now is thinking on third, and he's going to go on a ground ball, especially if hit slowly, but if he sees the throw, beats him to the plate. He stops, and he gets in a run drive for the guy and to hit the ball and get to second. So he's got to be doing a lot of thinking. He's got to be alert because there's no chance of changing your mind. Two strikes on a ball. Five, pop foul. Into the left-hand corner. Out of play. Bob off. Even if Pertle could catch that ball, the odds were he shouldn't because he couldn't have made a play. And he's got to depend on Sputoff to strike Squires out in this situation because he did not throw him out. Sputoff is one fifteen, lost 10. Herman on average, 3.32. On the side, infield in. The delivery. Stuck him out on the outside corner. Squires called out on strike. That could fooled him. He thought it was wide. Looked like it back up and caught the outside corner. Absolutely right, Harry. It looked to me like he turned it over and started it outside about a foot, and it broke on the outside corner. Just a tough pick to take. So they're two out now. The infield drops back a normal position. You know, last night, Kansas City had the same chance when Otis tripled, and then he struck out three in a row, Kravick, so now it's Spudorov's trying to get out of the same situation. Here's Lamar Johnson. Here's the stretch, the pitch, curve outside. Frank White plays Lamar Johnson, right up the middle. And Lacock plays almost in the second baseman's position. Now, the stretch to there. Wrong. Him he struck Lamar out the first time on a changeup. His first pitch was a breaking ball changeup, but that time he threw him a high fastball at Lamar Chase, so he's got him looking for that slow stuff, making his fastball much quicker. Here's the pitch. A little bit inside, a fastball, ball two. Two balls and a strike. Pittsburgh batting in the seventh of at Atlanta, no score. now the stretch, the pitch. Third ball low, oh, ball three. home would be up there next. Three balls and a strike. Here's the pitch. Walked him. the last eight out of nine games, we've got pretty good pitching. That one game we were out of in Cleveland. Yeah. The well, last game we were there, we got beat 10-1. to 1. But since we've had our troubles, we've had a pretty good streak there. So the pitching seems to be improving more so than the clutch hitting. But we did get it from Washington last night. Bill Satterhaw, he popped up. His last home run was August the 3rd. Now split-off gets ready. Here's the pitch. Hot. One ball, no strike. Mike Colbert will be up there next. But they're two outs, so something's got to happen here. The third, hey, he slices it in the right field. Fair ball. A run is in. Another man to Third. Bag. He'd had Soder by plenty, but he threw towards the plate, which is the play so you're playing baseball to keep that run from scoring. So now we got runners on second and third, two outs, and Culver hitter. So it'll look like a screaming line drive in the box score. Soder home was jammed. He hit the ball off his fist. It looked in the short right field, scoring car. Johnson going to third. Pulling up at second. With a double to his credit. And here's Colburn to fly deep. His first time up. Here's the stretch to pitch. Slow curve, low inside. Ball one. Boy, we got a, I don't know how hot it is. Out on the field, but it's murder up here in the booth. I'll go along with that, coach. one one five. Here's the stretch, the pitch. Off-speed, outside. Boy, I got a feeling Colbert's going to rip one off this guy. Because Spudorf is not getting his breaking ball over. His best pitch has been his fastball and his chain straight. Two balls, no strikes. (laughs) Oh, he just got under it a high pop fly. Boy, his swing was there. The left fielder makes the catch. Hurdle a Colbert fly ball. Boy, Mike had his pitch. He does happen to get under a little bit too much. One run out of all that. Two hits. No airs. Two left. At the end of four, we're tied at one. Harry Carey and Jimmy Pearsall. We're going to the top of the fifth. Cub Scout Pack number 115 from Desplaines is here. Please. just Frank White to lead it off first pitch he swings ground ball to Kessinger he's got it on over to first for the eye on the way many men also working on the Spanish broadcast and the boatback show. Minnie?
2: many many mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: The microphone over to mini over there. We'll try to get him later. What we'll out, nobody on. Here's Brett. And the pitch a little bit low. One ball, no strikes. One man out.
2: Top of the fifth,
0: tied up one-one. Boy, it's humid up here. Harry, better playing than sitting up here. I gotta believe. Well, this booth is just so small, Jimmy. Here's a pitch. Strike call. You know, we don't room for the two of us to sit comfortably, and we should have three, our engineers, sitting behind us. That booth next door, they could knock out. Now, the wind, the pitch, and a a little bit low. Dan is crying for us. He's given us a few tears, job. You know, he really just sorry for you and I. Two balls and a strike, one man out. Charge breathed the hitter. Game tied up 1-1. Now the delivery. Swung ground ball to the second baseman. Fire. Kicks it. Picks it up. Throws. Inside. Almost booted it too long, but recovered. You know, it's funny. He booted that ball and then pushed it to his right out of his glove and then couldn't find it for a moment. And He almost lost the runner. But he knew it was there somewhere. and kept feeling for it. One double by Eric Sonderholm, his forty-seventh run batted in this year, tied up the ball game for the White Sox in the fourth. Now they're two out, nobody on. Hal McRae the batter. First pitch is low, ball one. McRae, he of the cart bat, which turned out to be wood. Turned out to be nothing, huh? One ball, no strike. Now the delivery, a little bit low. We understand Don Sutton, the pitcher of the Dodgers, who was involved in an altercation with Steve Garvey, the team's star first baseman, has called a press conference out on the coast for the purpose of apologizing to Garvey. There's the pitch swung and fouled. Well, I guess it's easy to be jealous of a guy who's got everything, and that's probably story. My only thing about Garvey is whenever I've been around him, he's a perfect gentleman. He's a, he's a top-class guy. Well, and, I mean, that's what they're jealous of. Oh, I see. I, and I also noticed that Buckner said from the Cubs that he called up and congratulated Sutton. What a sick thing. Well, he was with him, you know. That's, that's what he's probably jealous about. Well, well he, oh, that's what gets me. Guys who have no... Involvement getting into the situation. You know, only thing Garvey does is play good every day. That's you know, how, how could a pitcher be mad at him? If Reggie Smith is more valuable than uh, Steve Garvey, then they uh, are there's ball four to McRae that brings up Pete LeCock. Then the Dodgers ought to be about 50 games in front. And Reggie Smith is an outstanding ball player, Sutton really struggling around 500. Uh, it just seems to me like he's upset with himself more than he's upset with Garvey, and took it out on Garvey. Turns out they live only a few houses away, and the only thing comment I've heard from Steve Garvey on the situation is that he didn't like to have his family brought into it, and I can't blame him for that one. Here's Lacock swings, and he fouls it off. One strike or nothing. And I always felt with my family. I kept my youngsters and my wife up in the upstairs away from everybody so they wouldn't get involved with the other players wives I just thought that we were any better than anybody but I thought it was better for me because both players say things that they don't even know what they're talking about to the wives wives say things that they don't even know what they're talking about to the husband you know 90% uh-huh. of the wives know absolutely nothing about baseball except the round one strike cannot be big- but they got to show that they're interested in the livelihood of the man in the house. Being a By wife, passing along information. Being a wife of a ball player is a bore. All you do is sit around and wait. Here's a pitch a little bit high. My ball and a strike. Two men are out. What is it? Anything burns me up is when a guy says the A, hey, I to hear you rip me. So where'd you hear it? My wife told me. Yeah. Did she tell you what nice things we said about you? <laughs> well, she's in the bathroom then. One ball, one strike. But it's not only baseball that way. Here's a pit swung and fouled out of play. You know, that's why big corporations, when they hire an executive, they spend more time checking on the executive's wife than they do on the executive. They're hiring a very important money because they know what a troublemaking wife can do to a corporation, just like it can do to a baseball team two strikes on the ball the throw to first the runner back McCrane, not too much of a threat as a base runner but I know he's been around long enough that he can steal one two men are out game tied 1-1 one, one. the pitch there goes to runner swung on a little tap back to the mound he throws them out. Alonzo no hits, no, as one left. We go to the bottom of the fourth side, 1-1. It's all tied up one-one. You know, in St. Louis, Jimmy, it was really funny. I'm not going to mention any names, but... If one wife... You know, the wives usually sit in the same section. And there were three or four very, very jealous wives. It used to be really funny. A wife would show up with a new dress. Then start talking how much it cost. She'd add a couple hundred, you know. Now... <laughs> When the other wife would get home, she'd get her husband, she says, How come so-and-so's wife can spend $600 for a dress? Well, I can only spend 100 And, oh, that poor guy, by the time he got to the ballpark, he wished he could go to Australia. You know, he'd have to put up. So he'd think, go out and spend $600. Well, next week, some wife would say she spent 800 right? <laughs> One thing about it, the wife can't hit the field. Right out Washington. Hits a bouncing ball up the middle. Frank White throws him out. Nice play by White. The ball wasn't hit that hard, but it was hit perfectly right over the pitcher's head. And you have to have a little range at second base to come up with that ball. You've seen a lot of those trickle through in the center field. But Frank White got over there quickly and made the play easily. One out. Certainly didn't. who who's impressed me with his bat so far this series, he showed me something with the hands. He's got good soft hands to pick that ball out of the dirt very easily. Here's Tom Spencer now. Here's the pitch, good bounce ball strike call. Spencer bounced out. His first time up, he's hitting 218. Bottom of the fifth, 1-1 one, one tie, great ball game. White Sox have beaten, beaten the defending champs, six out of 11. Here's the pitch, foul back. Right below us here in the second row. A young fan makes the catch in his lap. Pittsburgh got five runs in the seventh inning. And Atlanta's batting in the bottom of the eighth. They lead five to nothing. They're six games behind and climbing. Here's a pitch on the weight slump. Look tap to the second baseman. White throws him out. Two up, two down. Boy, this foot's off. is tough, too. See, Harry Spencer went from about 350-60 to 218 in a hurry. That's one thing that... Uh, in the major league, Jimmy. Once those pitches, you might hit the first time around. But as soon as you get in the league, I don't know where the, how the grapevine works. But everybody seems to know what you can and cannot hit. I think better scouting than when I played, too. More money spent on scouts up in front, where they didn't spend years ago. You know, almost every team has an advanced scout. Into the city, before their team, his team comes into the city. And he leaves a report to the manager on every player. What he can hit, what he can't hit, what he did hit, how they pitched him. And so a rookie might might go good for a week or two, but then if, unless he really has the ability, his average is going to suffer. There's the pitch swing on by Pryor, by Pryor. Short center field, easy catch by Otis. One, two, three, nothing across. At the end of five, tied up at one. Dawson working the butt behind the net. Jumped it up. Back in the ballpark, we're going into the sixth inning. A honey of a ball game, one-one. Here on the wayside to beat me defending champion, Royals six out of 11 already this year. Besides so Waddle, Big Texas, 11 out of 15. Hey, we were talking about the scouts up front and why the opposing team learned the hitters quicker. But when we played, we played each other 21 times. It didn't take much to learn each other. It was just a matter of who was increasing and getting better in his ability. So it, it I guess they didn't need the scouts. Tell me uh, on my interviews uh, before the game, I called attention to this banner out there, Welcome Annual Pennant Chokers, to find out whether they had any reaction about it or not. That well, was interesting. Larry Gura said, well, he would rather be in the playoffs and choke than never get into the playoffs at all, <laughs> which I thought was a very good again. rebuttal. Say, girl has been a surprise and a happy one for Kansas City. Here's Al Collins, lightning fast, this fellow, and a good hitter. One out of two tonight. Mike Crowley is set. Fastball over the inside corner and strike call. Oh, boy, does this throws hit the spot tonight. Crowley really having a good, hard fastball and sinker. Just jam Collins that time. Had him completely fooled, and he took the pitch. Cleveland Indians here tomorrow night. outside. I mentioned that Don Kessinger will be honored Friday night, September the 8th. And I also said that I'm sure a lot of the Cub fans will want to be represented. And towards that end, I just like to pass along this information. Here's a pitch. bow back. Ron Santo, you know, who is his teammate with the Cubs, is on the committee on the... Don Kessinger night committee, but Chuck Shriver, who used to be with the Cubs as a publicity director, now with Aaron Cushman, public relations firm, is handling the details. There's a bunch bouncing ball of pro league, got it easy out. So, you Cub fans, or White Sox fans, for that matter, or anybody. Anybody fan? If you want to participate in that Don Kessinger night, you might want to have get a group of tickets for your friends or you want to be represented representative of pregame ceremonies or want to make a gift or something or have a fan club of Kessinger's that wants to be represented. Here's the name, Chuck Schreiber. S-H-R-I-V-E-R. Chuck Schreiber. Here's the phone number. Two- Six, three, two, five hundred. Here's Porter, a line drive, right after the center fielder easy up. Porter, wait a minute, make that a base hit, a line drive base hit in the center field. Spencer, Fielder on the one hop, I'm looking down at his phone number. I you were. Chuck Shriver, two, six, three, two, five hundred. Hitting the number again, 263-2500. I asked them to wait until you got that in, Harry. Yeah. Porter gets another hit. A line single to center field. Here's Hurdle now, and he swings and he misses. Mike Sutton, John Gibson, Bernie Russell, and Jan and Jim Furman, the Bootleggers in Oakland, are here with Eddie Kopecki of Strawsbury. One on, one out colonel swing, drop ball Squire, Out at second, return throw Out at first Double play Three six three. 6 3 So Hurdle hit a hot smash Right at Squires Turned it into a double play 3-6-3 three, three. Beautifully done, no runs, one hit, no airs nobody left. We go to the bottom of the sixth. 1-1 one, one tie. Here's Gar to lead it off. Bouncing ball to sharp. Potpac throws. and boy, close play, but he's out. Well, let me tell you, oh, something. We have had occasions this year when runners have walked down the lane, but you can't say that about Gar. He set the double into a triple. Hey, they're giving them a great yeah. hand for the rival. Right. That's all it takes is just show these people that you want to play. The guys that are complaining are guys that just haven't played. These fans are just hungry to uh, be able to cheer. And the only time they move is when the player just absolutely forces them to. One out, here's Kessinger. Well, oh, that's first time in a long time. That tells you something, and that, and that when you stop to reflect on it, here's a guy who ran 90 feet at top speed, and they gave him an ovation. These guys that look down the line, they ought to teach him something. Here's a foul ball off to the left. He's they, he's they might get a base hit if the guy doesn't throw it right. So we get paid in this game by production. One man out, nobody on. At least they used to pay that way. Now they pay to show up. On the side. ball high. Kim Sankowski, Shirley Rook, Rook and Son Mike, who's celebrating his 15th birthday, are here. There's the pitch inside. Angie, Angie Leosi enjoying the game. The pitch side a group of 50 from captain's quarters there yeah three balls two strikes the delivery
2: pops
0: it up Calcinger. that's a high pop fly and Lecoq grabs it with one hand harry squire's now playing in his 12th game has that committed an error and they finished that inning off that three to six to three double play was really something to watch and this is something we didn't see all year we weren't getting out of innings because we just couldn't complete that kind of a double play and this guy here i believe is going to help us next year and i like his bat too he hasn't done anything with uh split off, but this is the first time he's looked at him let's see what he does this time two out nobody on The that there's a the Really covers some ground. You know, you watch. When you see some of these other ball players, you begin to realize really what you got to have before you win. That's right, like a Whitaker for Detroit, who changed that Detroit ball club into a contender, along with Camilla and Pamela and Shortstop. Here's Lamar Johnson now. Runner at first base, two outs. slow break. had eight homers. 57 runs batted in. Hitting 271. Oh! That had a good ball. Oh. he so that. strike or nothing. You'll never see that pitch again tonight. You know, he's got such a hole between first and second that they, they want him to hit it there so he don't hit it out of the park. One strike or nothing. Eric home would be next. If we'll the hit him, that's all you. They give him. The pitch. There's a hit. In the center field. Here's a runner on second, racing the third. The throw cut off. Stabbed on the first. Lamar back. Lamar had to make a diving. belly he flopped in at first base. He just fell down and skidded. Well, that's the way we scored with two out in the fourth inning to tie it up. Sandoval with two out loop to double a short right field. Now he comes up again with runners at first and third. And penny Last penny night with two outs, we got the winning run. Minnie, did get you a camera? Oh, St. Joseph's School ultra boys are here in a group tonight. Two men out, two men on, and here's Sandoval. Hey, Minnie, we're trying Well, you're a tough guy to get, Minnie. Trying to get you, uh, where's up, Mike? Let's get a I run. to get you to do a little play by play in Spanish, too. Here's You're
2: Sarah up there. Well, Mike Sarah Holm. In Spanish. se prepara el suyo para lanzar. Lanza Bola adentro. Es una bola adentro para Sarah Holm. First
0: pitch low inside, ball one. Hey, Mario,
1: what's
2: doing? Very good. Hay hombre primera, hombre en tercera, dos outs. El esporte se encuentra empatado a una carrera. Ahí se prepara el suyo, lo lanza. Ball.
0: Strike. Great, great, right Sinceramente
2: de aquí parecía que la bola era un poquito adentro, pero parece que le pasó el bate y es strike one. The umpire round. Wrong. <laughs> bueno,
0: yo no diría que la umpire
2: is one, no, I'm in our strike. El
0: equivocado okay,
2: fui man. yo. Ahí se prepara el futuro, lanza. Bola, pegada y baja. El ball, entonces, low and inside. Ajá, ya dentro. El conteo es. Two for a strike, dos out. I know that. He's got a career, one, first, one, second. Prepare to do, lanza. roletazo de foul por tercera base. Curts, lenta. Y Sarajon con todo, rolletazo roletazo por third Runners at first and third, two out. Two balls, two strikes. Has Fatter Hall in a rolling foul outside third base. Correcto. <laughs> <laughs> <And third base>. correct. <laughs> so I do Preparado el chudo para lanzar. Mira sus corredores. <laughs> lanza. Hey, 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 Claramente de aquí parecía que la bola era un poquito adentro, pero parece que le pasó el bate y es strike dos. Bueno, yo no diría que la paella es no, no ball and a strike. El estúpido fue yo. Es que se su lanza, bola, pegada y baja. no, inside. Ajá, El conteo es dos para un strike, dos outs no ha estado una carrera hombre primero hombre tercero aparece el sudor lanza role de falo por tercera base curpas lenta y Tarajón con esto role por tercera runners at first and third two out two balls two strikes as slider home in a rolling foul outside <laughs> third base <It's> correct. <laughs> <laughs> so está
0: preparado el
2: sudor para lanzar mira sus corredores lanza hey, <laughs> es <laughs> All right, 30 pop back, thanks, Coburn. Pop fly. Vinny Morozo, thank you. Get back to Kiko. Two runs. Three hits. No airs. One left. This is Harry
0: Carey going over to the television both The score here at the end is strict. Lakeside. Kansas City one. Warren Brown back at Comiskey Park along with Jimmy Pearsall as we go to the seventh for the second night in a row. Of the White Sox, after nobody on and two out, get a rally going as they just came up with two runs to the sixth inning. And Mike Squires, who Paul Spudorf, his own, the first two times that he faced him, looped one into right center over the outstretched mid of Frank White. Lamar Johnson, single to center, sending him to third and back home on a ball that was catchable, hit one at the base of the wall out in left field, and it scored two runs, and the White Sox lead it three to one For the second night in a row now, with two outs, we scored three runs last night and two runs tonight to go out in front, so this is what we haven't been doing, and it's nice to see these guys bearing down with two outs instead of just saying, well, this inning's over. Let's get it over with. So we go to the seventh. It'll be Amos Otis, Freddie Potek, and Frank White. What a pitching goal, Philadelphia against LA. Tommy John, fourteen and nine, against Carlton, twelve and eleven for Philadelphia. They probably have about fifty thousand in LA tonight. Pete Bukovich and the Cardinals, four. Cincinnati and Moscow, three. Here's the first pitch to Otis, and it's a strike. Only four times tonight is Hurley giving up the ball hit to the outfield. Three putouts and a home run by Porter in the upper deck. Otherwise, he's kept the ball low. Though Porter did single a ball that dropped in front of the center fielder in the last inning, but his his success has been keeping the ball low. Here's the pitch, and it's low. That is what Charlie Brown says the secret of life is keep the ball low. honey, strike. White Sox trying to win the three-game set here tonight as well as the season series at Comiskey Park. Here's the pitch, swinging a grounder to third. Soderholm has it. Throws! He got him. Otis is out 5-3. 1-2 3-4-5-6 7-8-9-10 11-12 13 put-outs tonight for Squires at first base. I wonder what the record is. Boy, Lauren, if you don't know, the kid from Waterbury sure not <laughs> Well, just an indication when that first baseman's got a lot of assists and a lot of ground balls. And the first pitch to Patek is a ball. Freddie has forced the man out at second, and he is grounded out to short. Outfield plays him shallow and straight away. Playing straight up on the infield. Soderholm though, playing parallel to the bag at third. There's the pitch, swinging a fly ball to left. Gar coming over near the line. He's there, and he's got it in foul territory, and they're two downs. Listen, Gar ran a mile for that ball. He got a good jump and really hustled, just like when he ran out that ground ball that he almost beat out, and also stripping that, stretching that double into a triple. So he has really come to play. So the batter is Frank White. Batting in the ninth spot here tonight with a right-hander going, he is singled, and he is grounded out to short. Atlanta has been out for a long time in the bottom of the eighth after the Pirates had gotten five in the seventh. Right-hander ready, here's the pitch, and it's high and inside of all. White, who really has improved his hitting, going to the opposite field, and also burst a lot. May have an idea right here with two runs behind and Soderholm playing deep at third. He might bunt one. Let's see what happens. Here's the pitch, and it's low. Well, he gives no indication that he's going to bunt. Two balls and no strikes. Nobody on. Two out. Right-hander delivers. Here's the pitch, and it's low outside. Ball three. Mike has walked only one man tonight. That was McCray with two out of a fifth. That's the first time that he's going 3 0 on any hitter tonight. Right hander ready. Here's the pitch, and it's low ball. He walked him on four straight pitches. That's the second walk given up by Mike. And the top of the order coming up George Brett. Brett, who has not been really swinging a bat good, went 0 for 4 last night. And so far, he has grounded a second place and grounded on an assist at the first base. So that right thumb has really given him trouble. And we thank Francis Enderman for the sarsaparilla. What is that? Sarsaparilla. Should I hum it? Yes. Right hander, ready. Here's the pitch. And it's a strike in the outside corner. I don't think he's gonna throw that pitching through Porter that he hit in the upper deck. Some kind of a change up off speed, either a fastball change up or a breaking ball. Jimmy, it looked like it was a hanging curveball. Was it on T V. Yeah. It was way up there. It just Well that thing just gets up there even in slow motion, slower than normal. <laughs> yeah, it, it was up letter high and he just popped it in the third row. Youngster made a great catch out there. Did he really? Yeah, with a bit. Well we gotta put one of our fielders up there. You're ready, here's the pitch, and it's outside a ball. Jim Landis once caught a ball over the fence here at Comiskey Park and tumbled over when they had the fence out there. And I think sometime in your career that happened, didn't it? Yes, but Landis, great outfielder, one of the better center fielders that I've ever played against. Also, they had Barry here who could play as well as Landis. I didn't like that fence because they had a little dip for drainage in front of it, you could fall in it. Here's the 1 1 pitch. Swing of the ground. to... Woo! right nice down to both knees. Makes the unassisted out. And Brett has tried to pull through four times tonight, and he's out four times as a result. So, no runs, no hits. One left. We go to the bottom of the seventh sock. We need Here's oh, Kamiski Park is Claudel Washington takes the ball outside. Leading off the seventh inning. White Sox leading 3-1. to Left hander ready. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Evens it up. 1-1. One one. Well, the Royals after tonight will either be in first by a half a game or in second a half a game out. White and Herzog made a great compliment to Craven. The best game pitched against them in three years. When he shut them out last night, 3-0 and struck out 9. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Here's a swing and a hopper over the mound. White has it behind second. Told oh, that in time as it pulls LeCocq to off the bag, and I'm sure that's going to go as a hit. I'm amazed that White even got it there in time, but it was off the bag towards White a little bit. And it's an infield hit for Cornell. That's the seventh White Sox hit of the night. And the batter will be Tom Spencer, looking down to Bobby Knopp for a sign. They'll try to sacrifice this runner over. Even if that throw has been on the bag, Cordell you know, had it beat out. He was really flying down that line. Tough play. Chopped right over the pitcher's mound, and White got it. We're going to get activity in the Kansas City bullpen again. Here's the pitch. A punt popped up. Squidorf has it, but Washington gets back. He popped it right to the pitcher. Raced off the mound in a hurry. Not a good punt, but good defense on the part of Squidorf. I think even if he didn't get it, the catcher had a good shot at it. As it was popped right between the mound and home plate. So, one out. Greg Pryor the batter. Pryor last night. Now time is called. Claudel may have hurt himself going back to first. Charlie Sad, the trainer, going out to take a look at him. Tony Larusa, first base coach talking you know, to Can't tell exactly what the nature of the... Injury was Larry Doby. There again, that same ankle. I think he's blocking him out. They're gonna take him out. Yep, he re-injured that ankle. So he's gonna be out of the ball game. They're in the seventh inning. Detroit leads Toronto five to two, and what a big doubleheader! Toronto won over Detroit. and They would one won last night. They'd have been seven and a half games out. Detroit. Lead them out at home plate. So one out. Greg Pryor, the batter. Fire last night. Now time is called. Claudel may have hurt himself going back to first. Charlie Sad, the trainer, going out to take a look at him. Tony LaRusso, first base coach talking to him. Can't tell exactly what the nature of the injury was. Larry Dovey. Again, that same ankle, I think, blocking him out. They're going to take him out. Yep. He re-injured that ankle. So he's going to be out of the ballgame. They're in the 7th inning. Detroit leads Toronto 5-2, to two, and what a big doubleheader. Toronto won over Detroit. at 8 one last night. They'd have been 7.5 teams out, Detroit, but now they're still 9. Big loss from Milwaukee. They were only 6 outs. Texas defeated Minnesota on a 3-run home run in the 10th by Jim Sundberg, 4-1. to one. Bobby Molinaro is going to come in and pinch run. He is the leading base stealer on this club, so the white side might... Few more options open now Molinaro at first as Molinaro has burst as Claudel goes to the clubhouse with that ankle that he re-enters. You got a left hand and a right hand are warming up in the bullpen. It looks like Mangori at football. And football. Yep. I can't get used to him in that blue youth one. More a little darker blue with Texas and gray with Detroit. How about those back to school? Utilities for equipment It's stuff. That's great, it really is. Tomorrow night, the first 15,000 will get them. Here's the pitch, we're gonna pop up, coming back. Porter has the play. Howdy can't get it. He came in too far, it looked like. He wanted to pick up the fence and then go back off it. And when he got to the fence, he lost the ball because he was underneath it, and the ball just got behind behind him. A great twer- pitch like Porter can still have the same trouble. So Flyer gets alive, and many times when this happens, runs will score. All the Greg last night that ignited that 3 run rally in the 8th inning with nobody on and 2 out when he singled, The White Sox won it 3 to nothing. Same thing happened here tonight in the 6, nobody on and 2 out. Two singles and a double, scored a couple of runs. There goes the runner, here's a pitch, one the ground to the right side. White has it, Pollard will stay at second as White throws out Pryor, but they get the runner in scoring position. And there are two down. And the batter, Ralph Garr, who has tripled in three trips. If Pryor could have got a little bit more on that ball, he just drove it through. White Made a move to his right, but the ball was just a high hopper. But Pryor got his got the job done. He put that run in scoring position and not a double play. Well, Leonard Sherman, an attorney here in Chicago, listening to the ball game. Uh, while at the ballpark, it me it was Ken Berry who caught the ball and then slipped over the fence, not Landis. Here's the pitch to Garth, point in the ground at a second. White has it, and he throws him out. So that retires the side here in the seventh. No runs, one run hit, one well. left. So we go to the eighth, White Sox three, Kansas City one.
1: The time is right and keeps coming through. We'll be overflowing. Only one. Join the White Sox.
0: Now, Warren Brown back at Kamiski Park, 14,524 here tonight. Molinaro remains in the ball game, Replacing Claudel Washington in right. And Pat Bosley comes in to play left field. So we have an outfield of Bosley in left. Spencer in center and Molinaro in right. An infield
1: of Spryer's
0: at first. Spryer at second. Kessinger at short. Stodderholm at third. And Mike Colbert behind the plate. And we look down to the Kansas City bullpen. Marty Patton, a right-hander, and Doug Bird, a right-hander, are warming up. While in the White Sox bullpen, Lauren LeGro, a right-hander, and Pablo Torrealba, a left-hander, warming up for the White Sox. Hal McCray leads it off in the eighth. White Sox leading 3-1. He's 0 for 2 tonight, got on in a walk his last time up. Here's the 1-0 pitcher. The swing and a one-hopper to Kessinger. Has it throws him out. It wasn't that easy. That ball hopped about three feet in front of him and came up quickly, but he gloved it about waist high and throws him out for the first out of the inning. Bill Lombardo, who's now directing the Glenn Lobardo and Royal Canadian Orchestra here tonight, along with other fellows in the band, Rich Atkins, Les Clark, and Rich Chiminko, hoping the White Sox can win here tonight. Pete Lecoq, the batter, one for three tonight. Hits one to left center field on the first pitch, going way back, Spencer. He's there, he's got it. It keeps left center field on the grass. The Lecoq that gave that a ride, that is only the fourth put out by an outfielder here tonight. as Foley has kept the ball low. Ken and Patty Kramer, their four children, from Marion, Illinois at the ballpark. Kinsbury Pinsack, five years old. Here's her first ball game, P-I-E-T-R-Z-A-K. And the Internal Revenue Agents, except organizations and employee plans divisions are at the ballpark tonight. And the good old boys from the family, community family centers are in attendance. And we appreciate Leonard Sherman passing up that note on Ken Berry. As Jimmy said, not much difference in the defensive abilities of Jim Landis and Ken Berry with great years with the White Sox. Right hander ready. Here's the pitch. Swing the foul. I think Landis played at this ballpark more when it was wide open than Berry did. Meaning the fence was not at center field that much when Landis was here opposed to when Ken Berry was here. I may be mistaken, but I'm almost certain that Landis played more in this part with a 4.45 to straightaway center. Al Collins, one for three tonight, fouls off the first pitch. Here's the second offering by Proley, and it's outside of all. The White Sox that shut out Kansas City for 17 straight innings before Porter, Homer to the fourth. Now Proley has shut them out Since that time, that was a leadoff, Homer. Here's the pitch swinging a fly ball lost to the right center. Spencer coming over. Molinaro coming over, and Spencer takes it. And that retires the side. One, two, three. As the Royals go down in order. And that is only the second time they've been set down in order tonight. So we go to the bottom of the eighth. The White Sox three, Kansas City one.
3: Announcing Zenith System 3. It's a breakthrough in color TV. It's the best Zenith ever. You're invited to the premiere showing of Zenith System 3. You'll see a brand new picture tube with three focusing actions. Not just one, but three. It's the new tri-focus picture tube with Zenith EFL inline electron gun for the sharpest Zenith picture ever. And there's a new modular chassis. It's called the Triple Plus and features complete system modules, which are 100% pre-tested and 100% electrically aligned before assembly. It's designed to be the most reliable chassis in Venus history. And for that great Venus picture, automatically there's Color Sentry, Venus' most sophisticated automatic color control system. Venus System 3 is featured in a wide selection of 19 and 25 inch diagonal table models and consoles, many of these also featuring Space Command 1200 remote control with instant zoom close-up. Your Venus dealer has these exciting sets in stock now. Stop in today for the exciting premiere showing of Venus System 3, the best Venus ever.
0: Think of what you could do with $10,000 cash. It's easy. To- all you have to do is when your phone rings, pick it up and say, WMAQ is going to make me rich. If it's it not cash calling you, you win $10,000. We could be calling you soon, so be expecting our call. No questions, just one phrase. WMAQ is going to make me rich. Say it, win $10,000 cash from your radio station, WMAQ. Back at Taniski Park as they go to the bottom of the eighth. Paul Splittor faces John Kessinger here. White Sox leading three to one. Here's a swing and a five ball up center field of base hit. Oh, over to cut it off. Here goes Kessinger headed for a second. Now he stops and goes back to first. And the White Sox get their leadoff man on. A pair of right handers in the bullpen for the Royals. Marty Patton, and Doug Bird, or rather Steve Bukal, continue to throw. Kessinger with his second hit of the night. Looking ahead to the Kansas City ninth, they'll have Gerald Porter, Cliff Hurdle, and Amos Otis. Two left-handers and a right-hander to face right-hander Mike Crowley. Mike Squires, the batter, he triggered that two-run rally in the sixth inning with nobody on and two out with a single. And the pitch to him is a strike in the outside corner. After he had struck out twice, White almost made a great play on the ball, but it just got over his outstretched mitt right center. Johnson singled, and Soderholm doubled to left as Hurdle made a poor attempt on the ball. It was a big break. There goes the runner outside the ball. Throw to second. Stolen, standing, a stolen base. Don Kessinger with a stolen base. I don't think they really expected Kessinger to be going here with nobody out, and the fact that he is 36 years old. That is his second stolen base of the year. So now the White Sox with a runner in scoring position and nobody out. Here's the pitch. Outside of all, two and one. White Sox hoping to add an insurance run here in the eighth inning. Sox has defeated Kansas City six out of 11 games this year. Left hander ready. Here's the two-one pitch it is fouled off the left side by Squires as he was trying to put Kessinger over to third. It's the final game of the year between the Royals and the White Sox here in Chicago. The White Sox will be in Kansas City Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights. They'll have Schludor going against the Sox for the fifth time this year. On Monday. Left hand ready. The 2-2 delivery. Swing and a foul coming upstairs below it. And a couple of fans battle for it. The man who got it second gets it. The guy who touched it first just has a red hand. Nothing more, nothing less. 2-2 to count. Split or Freddy out of the stretch. Kessinger with the lead off the second. Here's the pitch to Squires. Swing at another foul, this time to the left of it fan dropped it in the first row of that back section in the upper deck, and the fan in the back row of the first section grabbed it. So we've had a couple of errors in the upper deck here in the eighth. Split or Freddie. 2-2 pitch. Called strike free, struck him out for the third time tonight. a little disgusted, but he battled him in that last inning. Uh, last time he was up the single that triggered the two-run rally, which has the White Sox out in front now as Whitey Herzog comes to the mound, and right-hander Lamar Johnson is up. So he, I would imagine, will bring in either Foucault or Marty Pat, Pair of right-handers for both ends. A right hander to come in to face Lamar Johnson here on the eighth, with the White Sox leading by a score of three to one. And we'll be back in a minute. Is that
3: you, Selma? Yes, it is, on Did you do all the shopping for the party now? Yes, I have it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, pardon me. Uh, oh. Selma? Yes? <laughs> Who is this man? Oh, this man here? Yeah, he followed you in. He yeah.
0: Some Jay's potato chips? Just one. What? See, at the market, your wife bought all of the Jay's on the shelf for your party, and the one you left for me. Mm-hmm. Well, there are other potato chips, They're not like Jay's. See, Jay's
3: is a natural
0: potato chip. Yeah, they made from thinly sliced fresh whole potatoes. You followed my wife home for uh, potato chips? They're cooked in corn oil and cottonseed oil. It tastes great. You know, Alex, you from
3: Here you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're going to eat the Jay's potato chips, standing anyway, right oh. here? No, I could finish it
0: outside in the rain. Oh, would
3: you like another one,
0: I wonder, do you have any milk and honey? Oh, sure.
3: Harry, get this ball glass for me.
0: How about a sandwich? Yeah. Thank you, Jason. I'll do a sandwich. Yeah, it, it? works too good to manage the league. I'm my night. i be standing the cheese. The natural potato chip. Here for real. Steve Funkhoff comes in for Kansas City. They just picked him up on waivers for the Detroit Tigers. He replaces Paul Splittorff. Splittorff went seven and a third innings. He allowed all White Sox three runs on eight hits. He walked the man. And he struck out three, and he is responsible for the runner over at second base. Now, Foucault with Detroit had 1-2, lost four with four saves. With an earned run average of 3.37. They don't have any stats on it for Kansas City, so I will imagine this is his first appearance with the Kansas City Royals. Defeated Atlanta tonight, 5-1. Ten victories in a row for the Pirates. And they have now moved into an identical tie for second place with the Cubs. Both clubs with a record of 63 wins against 62 losses. The Pirates are coming tra-la-la-la. Bob Glass, who's with Associated Press here in Chicago, informing us that the Pirates have a much easier way to go than either the Phillies or the Cubs. Lamar Johnson, the batter, facing Foucault, making his first appearance for the Kansas City Royals. Flylevin was the winner in that Pirate game. He's now 11-8, Negro, the loser, 5-14. Here's the pitch. Here's a swing and a long drive into the left, but it's going to curve foul and be out of play into the seat. Lamar, punching that ball to left. Pretty not a lot of oops behind it, And an arc foul. Cincinnati has changed pitchers in the eighth. Cardinals leading four to three. Bear has come on the pitch. Right-hander ready, here's the one-strike pitch. Here's a swing and a base hit into the left center field. Here comes the runner around to score. Lamar makes the turn at first and comes back, and it's a four-to-one ball game. So Whitey Herzog going with the percentages, bringing in the right-hander to face the right-handed hitter, and it didn't work. And that run is charged to split orp. So Squidward's total statistics for the night, seven and a third innings pitch, four runs on eight hits. walked the man and struck out three. And the batter is Eric Soderholm, who up until Lamar's RBI singles, had driven in all three White Sox runs tonight with a pair of doubles. Double home a run in the fourth to tie the game, doubled home two in the sixth to give the White Sox the lead 3-1. Now up there with the White Sox leading 4-1 and a runner at first with one out here in the bottom half of the eighth inning. And now Foucault wants to talk to his catcher, Darrell Porter. Other baseball today. Cleveland beat Milwaukee. Andre Thornton, a home run in the 11th, 9-8. Texas beat Minnesota 4-1, a three-run homer by Sundberg in the 10th. And tonight, Detroit leading Toronto 5-2 in the 9th. And the White Sox leading Kansas City 4-1 in the eighth. Check the National League for you in a moment. As Blue Calls working out of the stretch delivers. then it's up high of all. The Pirates won their tenth in a row, beating Atlanta 5-1, moving into a second-place tie with the Idle Cubs. Cardinals now leading Cincinnati 4-3. That game has now moved into the bottom of the eighth. Right-hander ready. Here's the pitch. Inside of all Ball all two. Met's lead San Diego one nothing at the end of one. Philadelphia just underway in Los Angeles, and we've been informed that pitcher Don Sutton has called the news conference to apologize publicly to Steve Garvey for the remarks that he made about it in a newspaper article and the result fight between the two. Here's a two-point pitch, swinging a long drive. The left hurdle is there to his left, and he's got it about 10 feet in front of the warning track in left field. And there's two down. Two out, and Mike Colburn, the batter. He has flied out to center, flied out to left, and popped up to short. 0 for 3 tonight. Not only has Sutton made some unkind remarks about Garvey as well as his family in the newspaper, but he's got a radio show out in L.A., and he has gone after him on that. Just a matter of jealousy on the part of Sutton and a couple of the Dodgers, including Bill Buckner now with the Cubs, who used to be a Dodger. Here's the pitch, swing and a miss. It was Garvey, you know, who moved Buckner off the of first base and made him expendable. That's one of the reasons they were able to trade him to the Cubs. He was upset at Garvey over that. Here's the pitch outside of all. How in the world, anybody, if you legitimately get beat out for a position to be upset or replaced in a job, me but at any rate Sutton and I give him credit for it apologized publicly tonight before that game to Garvey here's a pitch outside of all two balls and a strike never be afraid to admit you're wrong Mr. Sutton did that tonight here's the pitch outside three and one here would put runners at first and second. Bring up the left-hander, Bob Molinaro. The left-hander of the Kansas City bullpen replaced Foucault when he came in the ballgame, and that's Steve Mangore. Marty Patton, the right-hander, still throwing. Right-hander ready. Here's the pitch. Here's a swing and a base hit down the left field line. Lamar Johnson holds up at second as Hurdle charges the ball and gets it into the infield. That's the second hit off of call and here comes Whitey Herzog and he's going to bring in the left-hander McGory to face Molinaro. so Foucault fits the third of an inning he's allowed two hits is responsible for the two runners Colburn at first and Lamar Johnson at second four to one The white socks out in front here McGorry making his 37th appearance of the year he's one one He's lost three. He has saved seven for the Royals, which is second hide is Robotsky's 16. And he has an earned run average of 2.68. So Foucault making his first appearance as a Royal allows two hits that resulted in a run scoring charge to Splitor in a third of an inning. And Gorey this year has pitched a total of six innings against the White Sox, allowing only one run on five hits. He's walked them in and struck out three, as the third best earned run average against the White Sox for any of the Royals, according to their reports. ERA of 1.50. So. Manager, Whitey Herzog, again playing the percentages that backfired on him earlier in this inning. Well, the Soxogram reminding the fans that Boston is going to be in concert here on Saturday, September 2nd. White Sox will be out of town. I guess Santana's going to be here also, as well as Eddie Money. and Leon Sherman, who's listening tonight here at the ballpark, we're talking about defense. For some reason, I had thought that the center field was all the way to 445 as part of Landis' career, but he says no. It was 415 feet when Landis played here. Then when Barry was here, it stayed at 415. Then they moved it in to about 400. I guess that's why I remember Landis on the warning track. Here's a pitch, a Coming in is Brett, he's got it. Marlon Arrow trying to find his way on. Punched it right into the pit of George Brett, and that retires the side. In the inning, White Sox had an insurance run on three hits. No errors, two men left on. So we go to the ninth. It's the White Sox four, Kansas City one. 40 Chevy Monza. you're driving, time your will be good. $5. That's the manufacturer's suggested retail price, including dealer preparation. For Monza 2.2, hashtag coupe. Tax, license, destination charges, and available equipment extra. Chevy Monza, thirty-six fifty-nine. A very stylish little number. When you turn your the kids, For a car so sporty and so well-equipped, it's price surprisingly low. See your local Chevrolet dealer now. Lord Brown back at Koniski Park. As we go to the ninth, it'll be Gerald Porter, Wood Hurdle, and Amos Otis. Two left-handers and a right-hander to face Mike Prolich. In the bullpen for the White Sox, right-hander Larry LeGrow. Knocked out in front here by a score of four to one. I'm talking about Landis and Barry. Boy, two outstanding center fielders along the ilk of Johnny Mottel years ago. And we appreciate Leon Sherman's help in that matter. I didn't get a chance to see those guys that much because I was downstate at St. Louis Cardinal games most of the time. Working in Springfield and Peoria. Never did get too many White Sox telecasts in those days down there, and WMAQ wasn't broadcasting the White Sox in those days. Darrell Porter tonight is two for three. He's accounted for the lone Kansas City run with a leadoff homer in the fourth inning. The White Sox had shut the Royals out for 17 innings when he hit that home run. White Sox now allowed Kansas City only one run in the last 22 innings. Oh, hey. Shuler shut them out for three and two-thirds the other night. Wilbur shut them out for two innings. Wilbur Wood, Kravick shut them out on three hits in nine innings last night, and Proley has allowed only one run in eight innings here tonight, and that being the home run by Porter. right hander into the windup. Here's the pitch, and it's low. This is the only American League game going on right now as the Tigers have just defeated Toronto 5-2. Wilcox over more. Jason Thompson, the game's only homer, is 23rd of the year. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Swing and a foul. On a play, the upper deck. On the left side, near the skybox. One ball, one strike in the batter. Right hander goes into the lineup. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike right two. That ball moving in on the left-handed hitter. Kansas City on Porter's home run took the lead in the top of the fourth, one to nothing. But Eric Soderholm doubles home for Ralph Garr, who had tripled in the fourth to tie it up. Here's the one-two pitch outside of all. And on the White Sox on Soderholm's second double of the night took the lead in the sixth with two runs after Sox had nobody on and two out, and they rallied for two. Then Lamar Johnson single, home a run in the eighth to make it four to one. Here's the two-two delivery. Swing the ground to the grounder, right side. fire to his left has it, throws, he got him. One out, two to go. And Clint Hurdle steps up. He has flied out to left twice. He's grounded into a three-six-three double play and defensively, he overran the ball. In the left field corner, dropped to his left at the base of the wall that allowed the White Sox to score two runs. The ball was catchable. And that gave the White Sox the lead. Here's the pitch, swinging a foul out of play as it goes on the roof over the skybox. Four to one, White Sox out in front. They've out-hit the Royals, ten to six. the pitch swing to the grounder takes a high hop in the right field of base hit Fire to his left couldn't come up with it as it took a high hop over his mid and the royals have a runner at first with one out and amos otis the batter otis one for three tonight boy fire got a good jump on that ball that was there but it high hopped him he had to be about six three in order to get that one the batter is Amos Otis, singled in the second, slide out the center in the fourth, and grounded to third in the seventh. Washington is gonna run for Hurdle. UL Washington running here. Washington has stolen 11 bases. They've got Willie Wilson on the bench. He has stolen 35, but The word is that Washington is the better base runner, though, sheer speed, it's Willie Wilson. But his run really doesn't mean that much. Right-hander ready, here's the pitch, runner not going, swing a foul off to the right side. Freddie Potdeck in the on-deck circle. White Sox leading 4-1, trying to win the series, two games to one. With the season series, here at Comiskey Park, 4-3 with a victory tonight. It would also put the Royals in second place. Right-hander running, runner not going, here's the pitch, swing a base hit to left. Now the Royals have the tying run-up in the form of Freddie Pottsch as Pat Bosley gets the ball back into the infield as Otis pulls the single to left. Larry Dolby White Sox manager, goes to the mound. He's got Laren LeGroux, a right-hander, down to the bullpen. The White Sox at one time had a slew of left-handed reliefers, but right now Pablo Torreal with Woolver Wood. Left-handers in the starting rotation are Baumgart Kravik. Doby going to keep him in. We're going to get a pinch hitter here. Steve Braun is going to pinch hit for Pontek. Pontek was 0 for 3 against Foley. So Herzog going with the percentages, going with Steve Braun, who they acquired for Jim Colburn from Seattle earlier this year. 268 with the Royals with 11 RBIs. Hitting 248 overall for the year. Three homers, 26 RBIs. He represents the tying run. We're in the ninth. Right-hander ready. Here's the pitch. And it's lower ball. Crowley got Porter. And then Hurdle. Got out of the base hit. Washington running for him. And Otis single to left. The tying run is at the plate. Right-hander ready, working out of the stretch. Here's the pitch. And that's a strike. Evens it up to Braun. One ball, one strike. Frank White in the on-deck circle. Legro continues to loosen up the White Sox bullpen. White Sox have turned over one double play tonight, the second in this situation would end the ball game. White hander ready, here's the pitch. Swing the a to third. Goes to second for one. Relay, not in time. So Otis, the middle man, has retired five to four. Larry Dolby walking towards the umpire he goes to the, the mound apparently Pryor got stepped on well they're talking to Polly something happened to Polly we're going to get a pinch hitter for frank White. i don't know what foley did to himself The ball was grounded to Soderholm. Soderholm on that play went for the double play to second on to first. They didn't get it. He had a chance to tag the runner, Washington, coming down the line. But he thought he could get the double play and the White Sox just didn't miss getting it. So the Royals have runners at first and third and Laren Legro comes in for Proley here. Two out and two out in the ninth. So what happened to Crowley, we know not. So he might have done something with his ankle the way he was walking off. I don't know. But uh, Charlie Sad spotted it right away and went out to the mound. Tom Poquette from O'Claire, Wisconsin, a left-hander, will pinch it here in the ninth with representing the tying run. Runners at first and third and two out. Poquette hitting 2.05. He's hit three homers and driven in 25 runs. Frank White, while he was in there, was one for two. He had singles, grounded out to short, and they also got on in a walk. They're in the bottom of the ninth at Cincinnati. The Cardinals leading the Reds four to three. Pirates defeated Atlanta 5-1 tonight for their 10th straight. They've moved into a tie for second with the Cubs. That's leading San Diego one nothing at the end of two. The Phillies at Los Angeles just underway. Those are the only games in the National League tonight. Everything in the American League is over with the exception of this game. This afternoon, Texas over Minnesota 4-1. Cleveland beat Milwaukee 9-8. And tonight, the Tigers snap Toronto's winning streak at six straight defeating the blue jays five to two so poquettes the batter and pete Bukovich and the cardinals just beat cincinnati four to three it's all over here's the pitch there's a swing and a fly ball to right Arrow is there this should be the ball game he's got it that's win they've allowed the kansas city royals only one run in the last 23 innings to win the series two games to one Leave the on a happy note, and the White Sox win the season series against the Royals here in Chicago, four games to three. And we'll be back in just a minute with the totals and highlights.